Hi everyone, I'm Patrick Delhanty, and I'm here to talk about what conventions can do to make a better website. First of all, have a website. A Facebook page is just not adequate these days. Uh, I've seen a lot of conventions do this. They'll just have Facebook and not do a website, or even if they have a website, they won't put anything on it. And you're just shooting yourselves in the foot because a website gives people a place to go to find all the information in one place. If you've made guest announcements, Facebook's not going to show them to everybody because of their stupid algorithms. And if you've made a lot of announcements, if you've made a lot of posts, all your guest announcements get pushed down the page and nobody's ever going to see them. If you have a website, you can say, here's all our guests. And you just have a page, lists all the guests, their bios, photos, everything. And it, it really helps get that information out there. And it's not just for guests, for registration information. Somebody wants to know how to register for your convention, they can search through your Facebook page or your event listing, and, or they can go to your website. It's got all the information about what they would pay in advance, links to you know, Eventbrite or Grotex or whatever, and uh, where they can register in advance. And then you can post information on uh, the ticket prices at the door. Uh, also, you want to give directions, so you can put that up on your website. Uh, you want to have the, the location so people can find where to get to you. Uh, and so there's tons of stuff to put on a website. Use it, because Facebook, their stupid algorithms, does not show all the posts to everybody, and it makes it really hard to find information that might have been posted a while back. When it's the day before your con, make it easy for people to find this information. Don't make them have to search through Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook pages are still worth having because, you know, it gets the information out there on a site where people are looking. Um, and if you have an event listing, it's going to come up as the event gets closer and people are going to notice, oh yeah, there's that convention. And uh, so it's good to remind people with the, the Facebook event and have pages because the most uh, enthusiastic of your uh, attendees will see a lot of those posts as they post and uh, participate. But more than casual attendees, they need a website. Um, so when you do your website, make sure you do three things on every page. Put the name of the convention, put the dates of the convention, and put the location of the convention. There's so many convention websites I see because I look at every convention website, literally every site to post it on fancons.com. And I see so many that don't have one or even two of that. They might say the name of the convention, but it doesn't say when it is or where it is. And some that say where it is, they'll say, oh yeah, it's at the such and such event center. But they don't say what town or state. And you have to hunt to find out, oh, it's in this town. Okay, well, that's far from me. Or you know, somebody might be like, oh yeah, okay, that town's a couple towns over. But if you just say the name of the event center, not everybody knows that. So post all the information on every page for the date, the location, and the name of the convention. And when you name the convention, pick a spelling and stay consistent. Is it one word? Is it two words? Do you have a hyphen? Do you not have a hyphen? I, uh, the, uh, is the second word capitalized? I've seen so many such and such con, like yada con. Is, the, is it one word? Is it two words? Is the C lowercase if it's one word? Is it Camel caps with yada con as one word with the capitals. Pick one and stay on brand. Um, and then if when you put the 
location also keep in mind that a lot of towns have more than one hotel of a certain chain so you can't just say oh yeah we're at the Marriott in uh, Springfield because well there might be five Marriott's in in Springfield is it the downtown Springfield uh, Marriott is it the airport Springfield Marriott is it the uh, College Park Springfield Marriott and Suites so go to your hotel's actual website find the name of the hotel on their own website and use whatever they call themselves they probably have a very spe most chains will give every hotel a very specific name that's specific just to that one uh, there's a couple I think like choice hotels or something, they're all just choice hotels, there's nothing. But most hotels will have a very specific name for that hotel, that single hotel. So use their name for their own hotel. Don't just say, oh yeah, we're at the, the Marriott. Um, also on your website, you wanna provide the links to social media so that you probably have a Facebook page, you should have a Twitter account, and you might wanna grab that Instagram. And put links to these on your website and you should be using all of them there's tools if, if you're lazy and i totally understand it's a pain to have to post announcements to three places but there's tools out there that can help you uh, cross post so if you make a post on facebook it can also appear on twitter if you make a post on instagram it can also appear on facebook and so uh, i did an entire episode on this uh, it's episode 807 and I also wrote an article on this in 2016. So if you go to uh, fancons.com slash articles, you can find the uh, social media article and how to get your convention on social media. Um, and it was two years ago, so a few things have changed. There's no more Vine. But uh, for the most part, it's the same. And you can still uh, refer to that. Get on social media and link to it from your website. Um, when you've updated your convention's website for the next year, say it's 2018 and you're updating for 2019, don't leave old information that's out of date on the website, especially guest lists. You have had all these great guests for 2018 and now you're getting ready for 2019. Don't just change the header of the website and say, oh, it's 2019 and then leave the same guest list because people are gonna think that those same guests are appearing at the next year like oh they're coming back it's very misleading so just wipe out any information it's not hard just go to the page make it blank say guests coming soon that's fine that's all you have to do but again so many conventions just update the header and then they leave all the content that's old and a lot of it especially guest listings is not really clear that uh, it's outdated they'll have registration links that Oh, oh, I want to register, and it goes to an expired Eventbrite, a Grotix link. It's like, no, just take the link down and say it's coming soon, or update it to be the current year. Um, and uh, so, also, you, you want to make sure, grab your phone and look at your convention's website. How does it look on mobile? <laughs> You really need to have a mobile-friendly website because we've reached the point where more than half of the web traffic these days is on mobile phones. That means most people are looking at your convention's website on their phone, especially if they're looking at it during your convention, if they want to see the schedule or you know read a guest bio. Um, so you want to uh, 
have a mobile responsive website. Don't go through the whole pain of having a mobile version of the site and a desktop version. Make one site and have it mobile responsive. What that means is the site will adjust to the width of your browser. Uh, if you look at the new fancons.com site, if you change the browser width, the content changes. So it reformats itself into a long page that can be run on mobile, or if you're on desktop, it goes wide. And so you can see multiple columns and everything. Uh, you need a mobile responsive design like that. And a lot of the, if you go to a lot of the major websites out there, especially the news sources, uh, they'll do a mobile responsive design so that uh, people can see it on their phones or it adjusts to the desktop. And so I strongly recommend mobile responsive. Um, if you've got WordPress, Drupal, or Joomla for your uh, content management system, they all have mobile responsive templates, so check those out and see if there's one you like, and it'll make it a whole lot easier than having to do the entire site design from scratch, because that's kind of a pain. Um, speaking of mobile, people that bookmark your site on mobile, they're gonna see little icons. Uh, so if I go to uh, Safari on my iPhone, I can see icons for all the websites I go to that I've bookmarked. Now, you'll see some of them, they have just letters because they have no icon. Uh, but the FanCon site and AnimeCons, I put icons in so that when somebody bookmarks it mobile, uh, they'll see a little icon to represent the site. And it looks nice. Um, it'll also show up in uh, the tab on the browser if somebody's on a desktop. And in, if they bookmark it, it'll be there in the bookmarks. Uh, and you can do this easily. There's a site, realfaveicongenerator.net. And I'm gonna put all the links to all sorts of stuff in the show notes, so check that out. But uh, a, it's a really handy tool. You upload your image and it will make all the different icons you need. And it'll even give you the code to put in the header of your website so that you can have these icons when somebody bookmarks it. Uh, if they just visit the site, it'll show in the tab. And so it's really handy and starting to recommend realfaveicongenerator.net. Uh, speaking of WordPress, if you're using that, please go to the permalink settings. Uh, it's slash wp-admin slash options dash permalink.php. Again, there'll be a link. Well, there can't be a link to your site, but there'll be a note in the show notes. Uh, change the setting from the default. The default is somebody goes to your website, so it'll be like yadacon.com slash p equals one, two, three. That's a terrible URL. Don't do that. What you need to do is change it to literally any of the other options. They're better. Uh, have it reflect the actual content of the page. So if it's the registration page, they don't want to go to yadacon.com slash P1234, they want to go to yadacon.com slash registration. Make these URLs human readable, please. <laughs> Enough of these numbers. It's one setting. Why would you leave that as the default? That's a terrible option. Why even is that the default? Anyway, change it, please. If you use WordPress, and I can tell all the sites using WordPress because they'll leave it like this. I'm like, oh. So yeah, please change this. For me, please. Uh, so next, I want to cover security. 
really you need to secure your website. Um, with the latest, ish, uh, the latest version of Chrome that's actually due out this month, July 2018, any website that is not HTTPS, if you don't have a SSL certificate for your website, Chrome is going to mark it in the uh, URL bar. It's going to say not secure. You don't want that because it's very, uh, <laughs> it looks very bad to attendees visiting your site. It says not secure, big letters up in the corner. So you need your site to be compatible with HTTPS. But Patrick, you say, security certificates, they cost a lot of money. We're a small con. And you know, we our registration page is secure. Why does the rest of our site need to be secure? Because you don't want that warning showing up. Uh, and it's easy to do. Um, a lot of web hosts, in fact, most of the big ones I saw, except uh, HostGator, one and one and Namecheap. But most of the other large hosts, they offer tools to make this really easy. There's an encryption service called Let's Encrypt. Uh, and they offer free SSL certificates. <clears throat> the catch is it has to be renewed every 90 days. And you think, oh, well, that's good, but I'm going to forget at some point. Well, a lot of these hosts have automated ways uh, to have the certificate renewed for you so you don't have to worry about it. So check out your host, see if it, if it supports Let's Encrypt, and if they've got a way to uh, auto-regenerate this. I know our host, DreamHost, which has sponsored us in the past, that they have done, uh, they support Let's Encrypt, and it makes it really easy, and it's free, so that's good. Um, and it just, it, now we're HTTPS, we have a secure certificate, so any data people are, are viewing, it's encrypted as it comes across. So, uh, again, this is Chrome 68, uh, when this is released, it's going to be out there and be a, a little more obvious that not secure. So fight that. And um, also Google, when it indexes websites, it really likes to see secure sites. And so I think it weights those a little higher. So if you want better SEO, make your site secure. Uh, next, I want to cover something that uh, is making a lot of conventions violate the law. You need a privacy policy. Seriously, people. It's 2018. It's time you had a privacy policy. Uh, it's actually the law in a number of states and Europe, and uh, th there's a bunch of laws. I can put a link to this. Uh, but you need a privacy policy. Yes, your registration may be handled by Grotix or uh, Eventbrite or somebody else, but you are the one taking the user's data and using it to give them badges at the convention. You have access to this user's data. They want to know what you're going to do with this. Are you going to spam them? Are you going to just share it with everybody? Uh, what happens when you go to the website? What are you doing with their cookies? And uh, how are you tracking them? What sort of analytics do you have? This all needs to be stated in a privacy policy. Not that not just covers your website, but it covers your convention itself. Uh, and so, remember the privacy policy updates that we got bombarded with at the end of June 2018 and early July 2018? Uh, that's because of GDPR, which is a European law that uh, requires sites to uh, 
react to privacy concerns for European citizens in certain ways. And it's very detailed. I'm actually going to go into this in a future episode because privacy is very important. And I can devote an entire episode to covering privacy and GDPR. But Patrick, you say, we're just in, you know, nowhere town USA. We don't get people from Europe. Why do we need to worry about GDPR? Well, it's not just European residents, it's European citizens. And if you're more than a few hundred attendees, chances are somebody that's coming to your convention is a European citizen, which means they have rights that need to be covered under your privacy policy. It's a pain, I know, but it's best to just do it and get out of the way. So how do you do this? Um, uh, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but to get you started, there's a website, uh, check it out, called termsfeed.com. They're not a sponsor or anything, I just really like what they do. And they can generate a website privacy policy for you. Uh, they have a free level, but then you can add on certain things, and depending on what features you have and how tr much tracking you do and everything. And so for a relatively inexpensive fee, and I'm talking like, easily under 200 bucks, maybe under 100, depends on what add-ons you do. You can do their free version, but it's really not adequate, so you're gonna have to pay them something. But uh, it's totally worth it because it's, they handle all the legal mumbo jumbo for you, and all you have to do is fill out the form, say yes, we do that, no, we don't do that, and they just, boom, they generate your privacy policy for your website. So go to termsfeed.com and do that for your website, post a link at the bottom of your page, and you're covered for your website. They even handle GDPR, so you can get that out of the way. Um, also, uh, when you're doing a website, you want to cover, you, you want to know who's coming to it and how much they're doing, uh, what pages they're viewing. So sign up for Google Analytics, and uh, then you can see all the insights into who's viewing your site, when they're viewing it, what pages. It's a free tool, and it's a great tool it gives you so much information so it's definitely worth having on any website you work on uh, you also want to sign up to Google webmaster tools it's a tool that provides uh, insight into how Google has indexed your website and so you can see if there's any problems uh, you can see uh, what pages they've covered and how you're showing up in search results and uh, but yeah I, I love it because it tells me if there's any problems it finds with my site. It says, you know, there's an indexing problem and it emails me and I can address it right away instead of not even noticing for weeks. So yeah, it, Google Webmaster Tools and Google Analytics, sign up for those, put them on your website. It's free and easy. Um, and lastly, you know, once you've done all this, uh, have used Google Webmaster Tools and re-index your site, but also see how your website looks when you Google it. Google your convention, Google some other phrases people might use when searching your convention, such as uh, comic conventions in Nebraska, or maybe you're, you would come up under anime conventions in New Jersey or something, and see what pages come up for your site, see how it looks, uh, see where you're ranked, uh, and then just search for your convention name outright. Uh, hopefully you didn't name your convention something that was used before, like how many chibi cons were out there that's now you're never going to come up in that result um, but if your top results lead to outdated data you, you got to take that data down 
don't have uh, outdated guest lists coming up for the top search result or something. Or make sure that you have current news that's coming up and not some news article from 2003. Um, so yeah, just Google your own convention and see how it looks and see what you can do to address that. Uh, and so I hope that uh, addresses any concerns about a website. We've covered privacy policy, we've covered social media and SEO, and it's just the start. I could talk more on this, but I hope that gets you started. If you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at, podcast at animecons.tv. And uh, you can also call our voicemail line at 762-ADEQUATE. That's 762-233-7828. Um, let me know if you have any questions, and I'd be happy to answer them. And uh, as I said, I'm going to address privacy policies in a future episode because, wow, there's so much stuff to cover there. And it's very important. And uh, let's see if I can get a privacy expert on too. So until next time, I'm Patrick Dalihanty. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And... Uh, Find us on iTunes and Facebook and all that places. But uh, until next time, see you. Bye. Hey, buddy. How you doing? See? Wave to everybody. Hello. Hello. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs>